first guest ever on Inside Inner County. Um, as we mentioned uh, on the previous pod, we uh, we got some good reviews. We got a lot of people reaching out and wanting to come on, and so we're gonna make this a regular thing. And our first guest is uh, London Majors outfielder, 2021 IBL playoff MVP, two-time IBL champion, London Majors outfielder Byron Reichstein. Did I get that that's right? Up. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Byron, no pressure. First guest here on Inside Inner County. How you feel? I'm a little nervous, but I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm always nervous when I play baseball, so what's different about that, right? Always nervous when you play baseball, even after, you know, being a... Don't, don't be that nervous, eh? Only, only everybody in the league is going to hear this. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're not nervous getting ready for a game or anything, I think you're, uh, you should probably stop doing it. You just don't have a pulse. You don't care anymore, in a way. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I'm... I'm sure Chris used to get nervous before every start. Didn't matter who he was facing. Except if I was facing you. Oh, jeez. I knew that was coming. <laughs> wow, yeah. You kind of set yourself up for that one, Byron. You can't leave yourself exposed like that. No, Byron. Uh, I don't want to go to stat lines. It's okay. We'll leave it at that. It's uh, No, it's funny. With, uh, with Byron, every time we faced each other, it ended in either a strikeout, a pop-up, a double, or a homer. There was no in between. Well, at least you, at least you guys had consistency. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, one of the definitely one of the tougher outs um, in the league, even as a left-handed pitcher. Um, so yeah, we'll just uh, we'll get right into it. Um, obviously, you've uh, you've been around the league for a long time, and as we spoke a couple days ago, uh, you had even mentioned to me just how strong the league is now compared to what it used to be. Um, what are you seeing as somebody who's you know? going up against all these guys, uh, you know, three, four times a week? Uh, I think the difference now in the league is just, like, across the lineups, there's no, like, weak spots. And the starting pitchers in this league, like, there's no uh, there's no guy you're saying, oh, I hope I face him today. Like, everybody's bringing in quality arms and in the bullpen, like, first guys out of the pen and – everyone seems to have like their go-to closer now. Like every team has a guy that they just bring in to throw smoke or shut it down at the end of the game. Like that was never a thing like a couple of years back, like a couple of years back, like guys just, there wasn't that. That's just what I've noticed like across like the league right now. Yeah. There was always like one or two of those guys maybe in the league. Now you get one or two of those guys on every team. Yeah. And also, like, the youth, like, you look at the teams now, they're all, like, young, mid-20s, just, like, the energy level. Like, there's no dying off in a game. Like, every team is there for nine innings. Yeah, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned obviously, that a lot of, uh, a lot more quality arms in the league. Who has stood out to you the most in terms of who you've gone up against this year? Um, for me, it would be definitely Hartford for Welland. I mean, Welland's arms completely, like, like all nine innings when we faced them in Welland, they were all plus arms, like, for this league. Like, their starter right down to, obviously, the closer who throws absolute gas. Like, it, it's hard to pick one because every team has a guy. Like, I mean, we faced Garces on the weekend. He, um... He diced us for 
like a perfect game, I'm pretty sure, through like six innings or something like that. So like it's tough to pick one. You mentioned uh you mentioned Garces this weekend and uh you know, last year he didn't really have a great year, but uh, as uh it was mentioned uh earlier, he was pitcher of the year, uh in the IBL in twenty eighteen. He threw up like a point three eighty RA. Looks like he's kinda of getting back to that form a little bit. Uh, what did you see from him, uh, and does it look like he's he's going to be one of those guys again? What I saw from him was he was working the edges of the plate really well. Like he didn't like just throw things just for a strike. Like he was making you like work for it. So he would work off the corners. Uh, definitely for me, he was you know he'd go soft in hard away, and then he'd do the complete opposite next at bat. So he's controlling his pitches really well. Like. <clears throat> I don't. I didn't see many pass balls. Like he's pounding the zone, so he's doing what an elite pitcher needs to do, and that's getting ahead early. Like it almost seems like he's working for like seven to ten pitch innings. And I talk. Well, you just mentioned how he's doing what elite pitchers need to do, but it seems, and it's very obvious to me, that you, an elite hitter, are doing what you need to do to stay locked in on a pretty consistent basis at the plate. Um, what do you credit that? success to uh, not just this season but I guess throughout your your IBL career I guess it would be my stubbornness like when it comes to hitting BP like working on my swing it's I'm never satisfied with my swing I always always look for something I can work on whether it be you know the outside pitch working on staying back on off speed I'm always looking to better myself even though I'm not going to go off to play pro ball or anything I'm still want to be at the top of my game so i'm pretty stubborn when it comes to what i do leading up to a game so how do you break out of i guess this mini slump that you might be feeling right now oh i was hoping that wasn't gonna get brought I'm up so no. sorry <laughs> no that's okay uh i'm honestly you could ask probably majority of the league i'm probably one of the streakiest hitters like i'm like on or off and it's very unfortunate at times but sometimes it's very fortunate and Right now, it's just not giving up, uh, still swinging at good pitches and just trying to hit the ball hard because soon it's going to find a hole, and and once it finds a hole, it could lead to another streak or just you know seeing the ball getting good pitches and good counts. Would you say that that's kind of the mentality around the locker room right now too? I know you guys are in a bit of a, I guess, slump in general. Um, you haven't what, lost five straight, unfortunately. But what's the... Uh, What's the energy in the locker room like, and how are you guys looking to uh, to break out? Uh, the energy in the locker room is, uh, I mean, you can pretty much guess it's low right now. Like, we're trying to keep ourselves upbeat, but, you know, when you keep losing one-run games, like coming back late in games and just can't get that finishing punch, like, it's, it's draining. It's mentally draining because you're trying to figure out what we could have done, like, better earlier in the game. And we're just basically we're trying to brainstorm right now and try to find like the puzzle pieces and put them together properly and you know bringing in guys you know to you know bringing in role guys trying to do whatever we can honestly to just find that spark or find that like switch and go and feed off of it right now. What do you think? Um, what do you think's been the biggest difference between? this year's team and last year's team which 
um, has been described to me as one of the best teams that Roop, uh, Roop Chandra, the manager there, has ever had. Um, obviously, it's tough to live up to that, but this year's team's clearly underperformed. What do you think is the biggest difference between this year's team and last year's? Uh, last year's team, one through nine, like, they all had power. But it wasn't like they were trying to hit for power. They just tried to hit the ball hard. And the ball just, like everyone says, like, if you try to hit a home run, you won't hit a home run. If you just try to hit the ball hard, the ball will fly. So, right now, I guys are getting very uh, tense and trying to put pressure on themselves to do more than they can physically do or higher than their like the expectation of their role i think a lot of guys are just not understanding their role in the lineup or in the clubhouse and they're trying to do more than what they're supposed to do and it's it's really dragging them down more than pumping them up as a guy who's been around the league for a long time and been in that locker room for a long time uh i'm sure that a lot of guys look to you as a bit of a leader do you uh, take on a little bit of that leadership and a little bit of that, of that burden to uh, get the team back on track? And what are you doing uh, in that role to uh, to try to right the ship? Uh, I'm more of a quiet leader. I like to lead by example, uh, let, let my abilities do the talking. So I'm not someone that's going to, like, you know, have a big pregame speech or, like, a pump up, but you know, I do take a bit of it. Like, I am underperforming in my eyes because, you know, I know I can do a lot better than what I've done. So it's it's tough. Like, it's tough walking away from a bat after, you know, going, like, I mean, Friday night I was 0 for 5, 4 Ks. Like, that's a tough day. And, like, knowing that, like, I did that and I didn't help the team that day and I'm trying my best to do what I can. Like, I – it takes a lot on me. Like I'm, I believe, yes, I am one of the leaders, and I need to step up more than I have. But also, it's tough. Like I'm not there every game, you know. So I'm, I'm also coaching. So it's very tough to be a consistent leader when you're not the guy that's there every game, seeing everything that's going on every day. Right now, I'll take you back to last uh, last summer which I'm sure uh, you have fonder memories of, of last year so far than you do of, uh, of this year. So we'll, uh, we'll flip the script a little bit here. But last year you uh, didn't join the London Majors until roughly halfway through the season. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we don't need to get into necessarily why that was, but uh, what, was, what was the difficulties, would you say, in, uh, in coming back halfway uh, through the year? Uh, I know that you played a little bit in senior Cobo, but that's not nearly the same level of competition. So, uh, what was it? What was that like? Kind of just showing up halfway through the year and trying to trying to perform at that level again. Uh, I think the most difficult part for me was, you know, like getting to know the guys. Like they've kind of you know formed their cliques or their, you know, their uh, groups and how they handle themselves in the locker room. And then you're kind of walking into a new atmosphere. Like it's not like hey this is how we do it here. I'm walking in and like, this is how they're doing it. I got to follow suit. So that was kind of the tough thing for me. So just being like a guy that over the past couple of years, like you said, the leader in the clubhouse, not being there for half a year and then stepping in, I can't just like step in and be like, Hey, this is how we're doing it guys. So I think that was the tough part was just like trying to 
feel out the vibe or like the way things are going or how people carry themselves and just like learning that and working with that. Not so much the playing. It was more just like the clubhouse. Well, Byron, we know we got to let you go very soon. So I just want to get your thoughts. Um, the, uh, this interview is going to come out Thursday morning, uh, mid afternoon at the latest. Um, and I know you guys have two games coming up Thursday and uh, Friday nights, one against uh, Kitchener on Thursday, and then you're facing Hamilton on Friday. What are your expectations going into um, a busy weekend? Uh, we actually play three. We play Saturday night, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, you, know, you guys are right. It would help if yeah, I clicked that little arrow beside me. So, yeah, three games in, in four nights. How are we feeling? Um, all right. I mean, Kitchener is kind of one of those places that anything could happen. It could be a pitcher's duel or it could be – um, like the battle of the bats, like Kitchener is one of those places that you cannot like go there and think we're going to hit 10 home runs because of the size of the ballpark. You got to go there and think we got to just hit the ball hard and still pitch to like the best we can. And then going to Hamilton, I haven't been there. It's a new vibe. It's a new atmosphere out here. So it'll be fun going there. You know, like I said, like the, the league is, younger now and it seems like Hamilton's got a lot of youth and uh, energy so it'll be a quick turnaround going Thursday night Kitchener Friday night to Hamilton and then basically it's going to be empty the tank Saturday night and try our best to just keep fighting through the weekend I got uh I got one more question for you so as a uh as a set sorry I got a couple more minutes oh perfect um so yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll ask you this one. Um, you know, you mentioned that there's a lot of youth uh, in the league. Uh, you know, you're about to turn 30. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up, but um, you know, we're uh, you're definitely on the uh, on the older side. But don't worry, you still got guys like Strecker and Lawson that'll make you feel young in the league. It's okay, Byron. I'm 30 as well, so I don't know what this guy's smoking. <laughs> um, what what keeps you going um, as a guy who's been doing this for as long as you have? You know, it can't be necessary. It's not as easy as, as it used to be, I'm sure, to, you know, I'm sure the warm-ups take a little bit longer. The off-season takes a little bit more due diligence. What what keeps you um, motivated and keeps you coming back every year? My um, love for the game. I mean, I love playing baseball. Like, you'll never, you'll, you'll never see me, I think, in the next – while away from a baseball field whether it be coaching playing just watching the sport i just love the sport of baseball so every off season yes like it's tougher to get back into it because of obviously like my body you know the warm-ups do take longer uh dealing with a knee injury so like my body's starting to scream at me a little but i'm not gonna let the screaming stop me so yeah it's kind of one of those things you just you got to bear with it, grind it out. And like I've always said, like, I'm going to play until, you know, my arm falls off pretty much, like, or my legs just can't go anymore because I want to keep playing. I love the sport and I'm going to play at the highest level I can. And right now for me, the IBL is the highest level I can compete at. And so I'm just going to keep grinding it out and loving every second of it. All right. Uh, one, one more question then. If, uh, if you, if you got another minute, um, I, think, I got a couple. I think we're going to ask uh, – I'm 
I'm making an executive decision here. This is how we're going to end every uh, every interview uh, podcast. Okay. All right. If you were to, uh, if someone were to come up with you or come up to you, and uh, they didn't know much about the IBL, they just knew that it was a baseball league in Southern Ontario. Why should somebody get into the league? Why should they? Yes, like someone who doesn't necessarily because it's you know it's a little bit of a hidden gem. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with the IBL, you might not really know too much about it. So, why why should somebody go out of their way to to you know go to a London Majors game or go to a Welland Jackfish game or a Cardinals game? Uh, it's a good atmosphere. It's fun. I mean, you got great talent on the field playing. You know. And they're just guys, you know, that you'll see maybe in the grocery store working a nine-to-five job, just someone that, you know, during the day they're working and then at night they're playing a game they love at the highest level they can. Like, guys, you know, as as a player yourself, you know, like, we do this because we love it. And, you know, the more support we get from the fans, the longer and the more exciting the league's going to get because there's going to be more put into it. If people show interest in watching the games, there's going to be more put behind the scenes to make it more exciting. So I think people should get into it because, you know, it's a great talent level. I mean, we got guys, ex-pros coming in from all over playing. We got guys from even local guys that play pro ball coming in, still playing, like, until they just they can't anymore. And it's, I think it's a great, uh, great Friday night, Saturday night. Sunday afternoon event, and it's cheap and affordable, and costs you less than going to a Jays game, paying seventeen bucks for a beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't go to Jays games for a reason. It's not because of the beer. It's because I don't like the Jays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not missing much this season. Yeah. And that's what I've seen on the news. So, but yeah, like exactly that too. It's affordable, and like I think, I think the best part is just like the guys in the league. Like we're working. I mean, I, I wake up at 5 a.m., I get to work for like 6.45, work till about 3.30, 3.45. I book it to the park on a Friday night to get there in time for warm-ups. I play in front of a crowd, like, and then after the game, it's just like the kids, like, they just think you're, like, you're a superstar. Like, they just admire you, and you're just like, hey, man, like, I literally just worked a, a, jo- a job all day just like your parents. But, like, for them to think, like, we're superstars, it's awesome. It's kind of like a two-way street, like, they think we're awesome. We think it's awesome that they come out. Tell us, uh, tell us what you do for work. Tell the people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's kind of brutal, but like, I no, I'm just kidding. I, I work in a factory. I mean, I drive a forklift around all day. Um, you know, I, I enjoy it. It's it's something. You know, it pays the bills. <laughs> well, you're hard hard working off the field, and one of the harder working ones on the field. Byron, I really want to uh, thank you for. Uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, speak with us and for being our inaugural interview on Inside Inner County. I hope I set the bar high on this one. <laughs> oh, I think every player, every manager, mascot, whoever you are out there, you have set the bar for uh, for whoever's up next for sure. Perfect. I wish them luck. <laughs> All right, well, we're wishing you luck the rest of the way, and, uh, yeah, good luck over this next uh, busy stretch. Always a pleasure, Byron. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on, the, uh, I guess, the podcast. Yeah. yeah of course. It's our appreciate pleasure. Appreciate you being here. All right. You guys take care and enjoy, and best of luck with the rest of the podcast. And, Chris, I love the power rankings. You're doing a great job. Thanks, buddy.
Talk to you soon. Sounds good. See you guys. Ciao. Byron Reichstein. Reichstein. Right. Oh God, I knew I would. Scr- I knew I would screw it up. Reichstein. Something like that. Byron R. It's no. better than it's better than some than some of his uh, his pronunciations. That's he a told good us. point. Well, folks, that does it for the interview portion of, I guess, episode two of Inside Inner County. Once again, my name is Andrew Stewitz, joined as always by veteran IBL pitcher Chris Lazar. Catch us next week on Inside Inner County. We'll talk to you later. Take care, everybody. Ciao for now.